movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 172, and boy, is it a really slow news week, except for, you know, one big, huge piece of news that matters deeply to both Josh and I, as our shouts to the void have been answered seemingly by Cthulhu. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about this week, is... DC, I threw that Cthulhu reference in there specifically just yeah, for Josh. I appreciate, I appreciate um, that. DC <laughs> is reportedly about to undergo a massive overhaul. So there's a lot to digest with just that. So we thought we'd just break it all down of this what this very specific variety article is going over. Um, what we think is the future of DC is post the Discovery merger. Uh, as well as we'll talk about the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, which... We'll get into it in a little bit, but yeah. Josh Josh can explain a little bit more, but I like being right about things. <laughs> uh, but Josh, how you doing tonight? I'm chilling, my dude. It has been a very busy week uh, last week, and it's going to be a very busy week this week. Uh, today is my only day off, so you and I are uh, having some fun over here. Uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm just, I've been vibing. I've been playing uh, a lot of Hollow Knight. I... Uh, I don't know if you've ever I've heard of it. I feel like you brought it up on the show before. Oh, yeah. I'd, so I had, like, back when I thought I could be a streamer, had, like, streamed. Like, oh, the first, wow. Like, yeah. I remember those days. Yeah. yeah that was crazy. Um, I had played, like, the per- first, like, six hours or something like that on stream. Um, and I had, like... I got so pissed and annoyed with the whole everything about it and just deleted my save file and walked away. I was like, ah, nah, nah. and like, then like a week ago, I was like, you know what? I did like the game. It's very good. So let's, I'll, I'll give it another go. And I think I'm 12 hours in now and I'm, I'm finally reaching, going past like the section of game in which I had played up to. So now it's like all new territory and it's, oh, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Let's see. I've been playing every once in a while. You ever get that feeling of just like, I've been playing the same games a lot. So I'm just going to basically delete, not delete the save files, but delete the games off the hard drive. What I've been playing and basically completely new fresh start. So I did that. And so I've been playing some games that I've never really played before. Um, You'll have to walk me through it. I've downloaded apex. I I can't, I don't know. I'm just so used to other battle royales. Yeah. That I'm just like, I feel like I need to play this with people that get it first before I go solo on this. Because, because yeah, yeah. this is, is not uh, going well. No. Um, to your credit, to your credit, Apex, at least in my opinion, is the, of the BRs out right now, is the highest skill cap. Um, it can require the most practice and more skill. Uh, I might get shot for that, but, you know, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm props for you picking it up finally, though. So I've been playing that. I always try every couple months whenever I feel in the mood for a horror game, I try and play Slender the Arrival. Yeah. I still can't get through it. It's not that it's scary. It's I kind of get bored with it That's real fair. quick because I don't know. It's, it's just boring. Uh, download a little bit of Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, just an obscure Lego game. Not the one, the Lego game that everyone else is playing right now, yeah. but um, <laughs> I don't feel like dropping 70 bucks right now. Um, I feel like there's something else that I've been playing. Oh, Dead by Daylight. I got back into yeah. Dead by Daylight because just love it. Um, 
I will never play as anything too. other than Michael Myers, just because that's what I have to do in life. Yeah. Um, you watching anything, or are you just playing stuff? Uh, episode three of Moon Knight was pretty good. Um, it wasn't bad. It's it. Yeah, we'll we'll see where we're going. Um, I like that they just casually were like both Steve and uh, I'm sorry, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen and, with uh, a V, <laughs> and Mark were like, wait. That wasn't you? Nah, that wasn't you? Uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. It's cool, like cool, there's cool. a third person in there. Wow, that's crazy, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, So we'll see what's going, wh- where we're going. Um, It's kind of odd. Uh, I showed last night, Uh, my mom and I had the, uh, like, every now and then, I'm like, hey, do you want to watch something? And last night was one of those nights. And so I finally show, got to show my mom a marriage story. Um. Oof. It's very good. It's still just as good the first time I watched it. Oh, it's it. great. It's not one I'm going to rewatch a lot. No, no. And I told her that. I was like, this is definitely one of those movies I like. I might watch like maybe once every couple years because <laughs> it's it's intense. The the apartment scene still gets to me. Um, my mom does make a point like it does kind of end in a on purpose ends in a way that's like, all right, well, we'll see what happens. And <laughs> there's no real bow on it at the end, so uh, she See, was a little frustrated. But like uh, to me, I felt that it was the as as fulfilled of an ending as it was gonna be. See, I actually like the ending because it feels very realistic to to the situation of just like we. There's been things that have been said and actions that have been taken that are beyond repair in this relationship for us to stay together. Spoiler alert for Mary's story. But that doesn't mean <laughs> we still can't be cordial enough for our kids. Like, we can still be in a healthy state, just not in that relationship anymore, yeah. as opposed to so many other movies that have the topic of divorce. It would just be like, we hate each other forever and we never want to speak. Like, that's not always the case when it comes to divorce. Yeah. I understand that that could be a very common factor. That could be a very common yeah. outcome. But it was refreshing to of just, like, they're different people, but they'll still come together in the middle. Uh, I love the movie, but it's not one I'm going to rewatch a lot just because there's yeah. certain stuff I'm just like, oof, this is hard to watch. Also, yeah. I feel very called out whenever I watch Marriage Story because Adam Driver's Halloween costume is the Invisible <laughs> Man, and I'm going, I don't appreciate the I feel attacked here. <laughs> and he like has someone make a costume for his son, and he like I could totally. Here's the thing: whenever you have kids, if you ever have kids, um, I I could totally see you doing that. Uh, gosh, oh yeah, Adam, Adam Driver's so good in this movie, and. I appreciate that at no point does the movie take sides with the characters or even gives you any sway emotionally on who you should quote unquote should be, be rooting for as the winner. But uh, upon rewatch, I'm just to say this right now, Charlie was right the entire movie. <laughs> and I hate, I hate that. Like, God, it's, it's just, it's which tough. One's, which it's one's Charlie? Charlie's Adam driver's character. Oh, okay. I didn't know. If, he's, he, I forgot. If he is him or the right. kid. Yeah, no, he's right most of the movie as far as what needs to happen and stuff like that. So, I mean, he is. That, that's the hard part because both Nicole and Charlie are both right, but Charlie's the one accepting it for what it is. I don't know. It's stupid. Anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Tell us how you real feel, Josh. Uh, dude, I that movie gets to me and makes me think quite a bit. So. Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna end up rewatching The Crow tonight. Honestly. 
always one of those just unprovoked. Josh is in a feeling mood. Yeah, time to watch time to watch the crow. <laughs> you know who probably grew up watching the crow was Robert Pattinson's Batman. Like yeah. I see that being his movie. I'm just like that's why he wears the eye black. He's just like for Brandon. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, he he watched the his favorite top five, like top three movies are like The Crow, um, uh, uh, Blade Runner, Nirvana and, music videos. Yeah, new <laughs> Johnny Darko. <laughs> He like says that like like Nirvana music videos as a whole are his favorite movies. Like what? <laughs> and he'll be just like uh, Donnie Darko just gets me, man. He's one of those guys. Or <laughs> Fight Club. I mean, not hating on Fight Club, but there's a very specific demographic that hangs on every word of Fight Club. So yes, yeah, um, absolutely. I finally got around to watching Heather and I both did uh, watching Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Yeah. Um, I have no attachment to the original except through Heather. I still have not seen the original, but the original for Heather is one of her favorite movies of all time. She'd watch it with her family a lot. So mm -hmm. she went into it kind of being able to compare it to the original. I was watching it as a movie. As a movie, it's, it's fine. It's, I'm not the biggest musical person. I'm just very picky with my musicals. But from my film perspective, it's done well. Like, the cinematography is fantastic. It's kind of amazing to me that this is Spielberg's first musical, just in terms of how everything's laid out and shot. I'm just going, holy cow, this is <laughs> Spielberg. Like, this has clearly been his obsession because he's clearly a diehard West Side Story fan. Because I kept asking Heather throughout, I was just like, how close are the costumes or the choreography to the original? She's like, they're pretty close to the original. Like, he clearly had studied a lot of that original as a whole it's it's good it had a different outcome than what i expected um spoiler alert for west side story the <laughs> decades old movie maybe it's just because i don't know the original i thought they both died at the end because you know west side stories romeo and juliet and that wasn't the case i'm going oh the person i wanted to die died cool because <laughs> the character is fine it's the actor playing them that everyone's kind of going one of these things is not like the other one of these things doesn't belong like he the rest of the cast is fantastic and then you got this schmuck for most of the movie like granted <laughs> you can't change the casting after the movie comes out yeah can you dc um but this one specific actor, it's hard to separate the personal life and all the stuff going around with that person when you're watching it, for me at least. I mean, I, I hear that. It's definitely on the list of things to watch because my mom uh, definitely wants to watch it, obviously. Uh, and I'm I'm like you, though. I'm very like picky when it comes to musicals and just plays in general. It's, it's fine. This It is what it is. I will say it's weird, though. I'm not a musical person. But Tick, Tick, Boom is one of the best movies of last year. And Absolutely. I preferred it over this. Um, and <laughs> I, I think it's also the story being told. Like, obviously, me personally, I'm going to relate a lot more to a man close to his 30s wondering what his purpose and if he's ever going to achieve anything in life. I'm a, obviously going to attach more to that storyline than Romeo and Juliet, Puerto Rican versus drunk Irish descent 
inter-gang squabbling like sorry i i don't have first-hand knowledge of that um but tick tick boom i think that's a story that hits a lot closer to me and not saying west side story is bad or anything i just connected more with other yeah movies yeah. and musicals recently no i feel that i i completely feel that I, it, it's always i appreciate that you and i have always tried to take into account the uh who who this movie is for kind of kind of conversation um because like i know finding red isn't really for my demographic turning red turning turning red fighting red sounds like the sequel to shawshank <laughs> it does it kind of does um, it's andy just going i gave you the wrong address i'm sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry. How did you end up in Columbia? Um, <laughs> but I, but like, it, it's not for, it's not aimed at me, and that's, but that doesn't mean I can't appreciate it. So. Yeah, I've said the same exact you. thing about Supergirl since day one of that show. I'm going, I will never watch Supergirl because I'm not the target demographic. But if that show brings people to comic books, it's fine existing. Um, which quick side tangent about the world of Supergirl. It looks like the flash is finally the horse that got injured too much. Cause it looks like oh, the no. flash is going to be put down next year. Woo! Oh. <laughs> and all I the world rejoices like... because all of us stopped watching around the same time. Didn't we all <laughs> like season three? I, I, uh, I don't like that metaphor, but I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Well, both can't go fast anymore. <laughs> I just like whenever we use like the put down metaphor, I always think of that clip from from Family Guy where the horse breaks its leg and he's like, "Yeah, puts, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, yep. I'm fine, I promise." puts put some weight on it, put some weight on it. Yeah, grabs the feels gun. Great, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, man. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, every once in a while, a broken clock is right twice a day, or in my case. A blind bullseye can sometimes still hit the dartboard because Josh texted me yesterday saying, hey, I've seen some chatter online about people being nervous about the Thor trailer not releasing yet. And I texted him saying, I bet you anything. We're recording this Monday night. I bet you anything it's going to drop Monday morning, sometime in the morning. That That's the scuttlebutt. And sure enough, 10 a.m. <laughs> Eastern time. What comes across my social media feed? And I forwarded to Josh going... Right on cue. And here's where I'm going to piss everybody off. Trailer's kind of underwhelming. It is not a bad trailer by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. But given how close we are to the movie and how long they've held on it, held on this trailer, eh? I think this is a better trailer if the movie was coming out in, like, November. Um, there's some cool stuff in this. I'm glad that we are continuing the bright visual style mm -hmm. that was Thor Ragnarok because many a YouTuber, much smarter than I, have put up um, video essays and big old long rants about the color palette and the cinematography of the MCU not really living up to the legacy of comic books. Comic books being a very bright and vivid pop off the page medium and film absolutely can be that but the mcu really has not adopted that i think with the exception of the guardians and the thor ragnarok film uh and i'm glad to see that continuing here if anything this is even more bright and vivid than ragnarok um mm -hmm. there's some cool elements to this that i really like i liked seeing uh bro thor get his rocky yeah. four montage on yeah 
I know a lot of people like the sweet child of mine in the trailer, but I'm going, is it just me or does that feel like it's got played out in movies? Oh, it is. Like, oh, it is. I like the song enough. I here here's the problem. I like it in movies and stuff with the opening rift, and then once we start getting actual Axel Rose, like actually start singing, I'm like, okay. I've had enough of this. And that, that, that sounds almost like blasphemous, but I'm just going, can we do another song? I know these movies are famous for their needle drops, but okay. Uh, that was cool. What I assume is um, Olympus looks really pretty. The end stinger, I don't think has as much of a punch as Marvel was hoping for. Um, yeah. There's... Uh, fellow YouTube channel, friend of the show, Hollywood already did it, that he posted his reaction to the trailer, and one of his first comments was just like, I don't think the Jane Foster thing hits as hard as Marvel thinks it does. And I've said that, and I've agreed with that, basically since they announced that Jane Foster Thor was coming back for this movie, I haven't been excited for it then, I'm not excited for it now, uh, but I trust Taika Waititi, but I get, I don't think general audiences care about jane foster or get why she's worthy of the new thor and i get that that's the point of this new movie is to explain that um i think gore could have been a much better needle drop here because you gotta show the villain and they didn't show the villain at all at all but yeah i don't think this stinger at the end like the big oh moment of the trailer really has the oomph that marvel thinks it does that could just be me who's not a jane foster or a mighty thor fan really and who knows i have faith in taiko t that she could be done well but i think there could have been a better oh yeah amp moment then eh, and I... one last thing and i'll hand it over to josh here i think a big part of it is one not caring about the character of mighty thor but two the helmet kind of looks a little wonky, doesn't it? Like, the eyes? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a reason Thor, unfortunately, hasn't worn his helmet a whole lot. It's because it can come across looking a little cheesy. And something about the eyes doesn't yeah. quite look right for the Mighty Thor costume. But Josh, what do you think of this Thor Love and Thunder trailer? Uh, it's, see, like, I'm with you on that. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, I, uh... If at the very least, it's going to be a very beautiful movie. And honestly, I this doesn't me saying it's a fine trailer doesn't take away from me. Definitely going to go. I'm definitely going to see this. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ragnarok um, was your favorite Marvel movie for a exactly, very long time. Exactly. Um, I'm going to see it. Uh, if, if anything, just for the weird interactions between Chris Pratt and, and Chris uh, Hemsworth. So like that, like that joke works. It's fine. Um I definitely think the shots in that and that little little snippet are from two separate parts of the conversation. But sure, um, I it, it's fine. It, I like the idea of Thor post Endgame being like, all right, look, I have done nothing but fight, fight, and fight. It is time for me to do some like some healing, some just some some, <laughs> some loving. Uh, as I don't know who he just like snags and makes out with, but if, if we get finally get like playboy Thor, like, bro, <laughs> like, all right, sure. Okay. Maybe play, Playboy's not the, not the, uh, the, the word I want to use. The true there, but I think, Viking God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
So I, it, it looks cool. Like, why not? You know, um, I think for me, the, the only part of the stinger that kind of made me write, raise an eyebrow that was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of here for that is, and it's, I'm not very familiar with Mighty Thor. So for us to see the, uh, the hammer that Hela destroyed, which as I'm assuming what that hammer is to be used by her, by uh, Jane Foster to me is interesting, but like, I, again, I understand this is technically a teaser, but, um, uh, guys, we're pretty close. <laughs> we're pretty close to the movie here. We should have probably skipped the teaser and gone straight to the trailer. Also, uh, maybe it's just me being a sucker for like traditional comic book accurate suits, whether they fit the movie or not. The part that I popped the most in this trailer is right at the beginning when he's running through the woods and it's like a son of man Tarzan moment. And yes. he's growing up. And the middle one is like a accurate comic book one of like the sleeveless with the tights uh the yellow boots and the winged helmet i'm like bring that back please where has that <laughs> been that that's what i've wanted and then a little detail that everyone seems to overlook is that last suit um in that running montage is the one that he has in the first thor movie like 2011's mm-hmm. thor um i do have some other concerns though here um, so we see a shot, a couple shots of, uh, where, where does Zeus live? I'm blanking on the name. I just Ma- said it earlier. Ma- Mount Olympus. Mount, yeah. We see <laughs> some shots of Olympus. I am worried that we're going to be introduced to all these Greek gods just so that Gore, the God butcher can kill those gods, but not the gods that we know and love. Like, we're just going to introduce some characters just to kill them off as opposed to killing off some characters that have actual stakes to them. Yeah. Um, Cause we do see a shot of Russell Crowe as Zeus, which I'm going, that's kind of cool. Russell Crowe has a weird comic book history. Now that I think about it, man of steel, Thor, love and thunder, Craven, the hunter. It's, it's kind of a weird line that he's walking down. Um, I do think, though, that the stinger could have worked, at least for me, with Mighty Thor, had they not announced her casting beforehand. Mm. If this was kept as a surprise for the trailer, a la Patrick Stewart in Multiverse of Madness, and then on the poster you have the one and only, which I'll get into that in a little bit here, of I have a bone to pick with this poster, um... If you didn't announce that Jane Foster was coming back, and then all of a sudden at the end of this post of this trailer, you see Mighty Thor in costume for the first time, everyone goes, Holy crap, Natalie Portman's back as Jane and she's gonna be Mighty Thor. That would have been a really cool moment. But I think us knowing it, there's nothing in this trailer that we didn't already know. And I think that's yeah. that's a big that's the big thing that I might be hung up on is we knew Thor was gonna be with the Guardians after endgame we knew valkyrie was king over new valhalla which just looks like a tourist destination now which Mm -hmm. i kind of i kind of like the the shot symmetry from endgame of you get that wide shot of welcome to new valhalla except instead of being a barren seaside village now it's like norwegian cruise line almost Um, yeah i think there's nothing in this trailer that we didn't already know now my issues with this poster (laughs) <laughs> it's not every day that I'm going to accuse Disney 
of stealing from WWE. <laughs> but I'm going to accuse Disney of stealing from WWE of all people. Ricochet is the one and only. That's literally his name. And guess what his pose is in his entrance and in the ring? Doing the one-handed arm up in the air with the light coming down going, Wait a second. <laughs> Taika Waititi for WrestleMania 39 confirmed? <laughs> Rock versus Taika? Winner take well, title? Like, also, um, you can't really say the one and only Thor when there's literally two Thors in your movie. I think that's the joke, but it, it would work better if there was a different, if there's the second yeah. Thor in there. Yeah, it's it's just weird. I like I said, man, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm gonna see the crap out of it. Uh, I'm anxiously still still awaiting the actual trailer. I think what's interesting is uh, we were all clamoring for just anything, anything uh, from this movie, and they gave so they gave us a teaser, and now we were kind of like, well, we kind of already knew that stuff. Can we have something else? <laughs> And I know, obviously, there'll always be those people who'll be like, well, what if it? What if them showing more for this trailer is a spoiler for Moon Knight or Doctor Strange? I'm going, Thor has really, like, I'm trying to think if Thor has ever met Doctor Strange other than maybe in passing at the Battle of Endgame. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think they've ever really had contact, so I don't think Doctor Strange would be involved. I did see some people suggest that maybe we meet Lady Thor for the first time in Doctor Strange. I'm going... She she's not an alternate universe Thor though it would be my hang up here. I, yeah, it is weird. I don't think there's any Thor spoilers to be had like that would require you to see Moon Knight because while there's gods in Moon Knight, there's not gods that I think that would be connected back to Thor. Um, well, I, I, I don't see, think okay, so. I, I tried really really hard to not go down any of the rabbit holes that that happened on YouTube. Because, but I did catch some glimpses of some people doing breakdowns of Steven's apartment. And like all of the, that like for some reason, Steven's like do, doing a full research on the history of Wakanda and the gods of yep, Asgard. There's some and connection stuff. with the Black Panther. I don't think Thor. Yeah. Will. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll see what happened. I don't know. Also, I think every once in a while, um, we'll see some stuff and we think, oh, that doesn't seem that important. It's just part of a trailer because it'll be from a different moment in the trailer. In the trailer, we see Thor on basically under Ugwe's tree from Kung Fu Panda. Uh, that's why it's called <laughs> the present. Now, good luck seeing anything other than that now. Um, but we see him like meditating. We see him basically sticking Stormbreaker in the ground. I have nothing to base this off of. All right. Tin hat. Here we go. I think this is Chris Hemsworth's last movie. And I think, really? I think him putting Stormbreaker in the ground there is him saying goodbye. Like not. Not killing him off, but just walking away, but leaving the door open. If I want to come back someday, hmm. I'll be back. But I think that he won't die, obviously. But a la Logan with the cross and then the X above his tombstone, I wouldn't be surprised if him putting Stormbreaker in the ground is him hanging up the Norse cape for the time being. And if they ever need Thor to come back, He's still alive and out there somewhere. It's like his symbolic, I am done with the fighting and the violence. I leave Stormbreaker here for the next worthy warrior. No, for Beta Red Bill. Got it. Okay, hurt. Um, if that's the <laughs> end credits, if Bruh. that is the end credits, one, 
all the casual people will be uber confused of going, it's a horseman. <laughs> Why is Ric Flair picking up a Stormbreaker? It's a horse person man. Voice. Let's see. Who could be a vo- who'd be a great beta ray bill? Jason Isaacs. I don't know. I. <laughs> what if I died? This is stupid, but uh, did you ever see Peaky, Bland- Peaky Blinders or at least nope. have seen clips of Tom Hardy's character in Peaky Blinders? Like we're talking like he does this really gruff like English accent and I could just see Beta Ray Bill <laughs> just being this stupid guy. I don't know, man. So I, first you want him as Wolverine. Now you want him as Beta Ray Bill. I, <laughs> Tom Josh, Hardy for every Wolverine, for every Josh character. Josh just wants a new MCU completely rebooted and everyone is Tom Hardy. It's that video <laughs> that I sent you of the Jurassic Park recasting. Of- <laughs> You know who's short and stocky? Tom Hardy. You know who looks like a bear? Tom Hardy. <laughs> okay, I don't need you calling me out that hard, but you're not wrong. I just like I just hear this like really gruff Northern England accent coming out of Beta Ray Bill. That asshole was like, I don't know, I don't know. It could be fun. Who knows? Maybe that's the stinger. <laughs> As per usual, this week's episode is sponsored by T Public, your one-stop shop for all things Uncharted Media related. Uh, yeah, so yeah, if you're wanting any t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, notepads, whatever you want with the Uncharted Media logo or other fantastic designs that we've got, go check our store there. And also follow us on the various social medias. Help us get to 700 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, we're trying to get to 700 by the end of the year. That's our goal. And subscribe to us whenever, wherever you get your podcast from. Now, on to the fastest we've ever gotten to a news topic, just because, like I said at the beginning of the show, it is an incredibly slow week for news and there's one massive piece of news that i squealed like a little girl at work just because i went wow they finally listened to me it's like ian malcolm in the first jurassic park you did it you crazy old man you did it like (laughs) warner brothers discovery discovery's first week on the job have already figured out the big mystery that has eluded warner brothers proper for close to a decade of what do we do at dc I don't know, foster it, take care of it, treat it with respect, and just pay attention to what the fans want? Wow, what a hard concept to grasp. So this all kind of stems out of a fascinating variety article, so I'm going to pull that up. I'm going to read the important parts of this article, and then we'll kind of break it down bit by bit of the what we glean as the most important parts of this. Um Blah, blah, blah. It's been less than a week since Discovery closed its $43 billion deal for Warner Media, which is still the weirdest thing to me that Discovery was the one that bought Warner Media. But yeah, I, I've, I've said that enough. It's still blown me away. Uh, David Zaslav, the CEO of the combined companies and top leadership, have been toying with the idea of turning DC into its own solidified content vertical, the sources said. The move would potentially affect DC feature film development in the Warner Brothers Picture Group streaming series at Warner Brothers Television and the creative arm within DC proper, all in an effort to have the desperate elements more closely aligned in order to maximize the value of the superhero stable, one often seen as punching up against Marvel. Before the merger closed, Zaslav vetted candidates with experience in creating and nurturing blockbuster intellectual property with the goal of potentially finding someone to serve as a creative and strategic czar similar to what Marvel has in Kevin Feige. 
uh, some candidates that they suggest that I've not heard of. Uh, one insider suggested Zaslav was less interested in finding a creative guru and more eager to hire someone who had the type of business background needed to keep all the different factions at DC working more harmoniously. Insiders say that Zaslav believes that the success of the merger, one that has left the company highly leveraged, will rest in no small part on unlocking the full potential of the DC Comics universe of characters. No duh. uh, Discovery (laughs) insiders believe that although DC has achieved cinematic success with recent film sisters Aquaman and the Batman, now available on HBO Max, you're welcome, uh, it lacks a coherent creative and brand strategy. No duh. Discovery believes that several top shelf characters such as Superman have been left to languish and need to be revitalized. (sighs) Woo! They also believe that projects (laughs) like Todd Phillips' Joker are a shining example of how second build characters from the DC library can can and should be exploited. Exploited is probably not the right word, but okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Especially with Margot Robbie (laughs) being the next thing said, like, "Mm, all right, guy. Yeah, but the company believes that DC must do more to grow its approach to comic book fair, including bolstering gaming. Smart. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's more or less all the stuff that we want to get into. But first, first, <laughs> I need to do my Vince McMahon strut as best as I can of just, oh, yeah, didn't I say this, people? I said it, I said it, I've been saying it for weeks. Ever since David Zaslav, the head of Discovery, has been asked about the merger. Basically, from day one, people have asked him, like, so what, what is it about Warner Brothers that entices you? The first name he always brought up every single time. He said, Warner Brothers has such valuable IP, such great intellectual property that is so well-recognized. Characters like Superman. Superman is always the exact first name he always brought up. And I have been saying forever, with Zaslav taking over, Superman will be a priority for them again. Say what you will about the Snyder movies, but I think the studio got increasingly more worried about Superman as a character, which is why you didn't see Henry Cavill come back. It's why you saw like at least two separate black Superman stories taking off. Of I think the studio was just like... It's clearly, this is the problem. Superman is a character is what's the problem, not the approach that we're taking with it. It's clearly the character, so you got to find a different way to do this character, or a different character completely. That's not it. I. That's not it. Y'all are idiots. Um, I love that they go, yeah, Superman is needed to be revitalized. It's not, to be fair, <laughs> it is not Discovery saying this. It is the person writing the article on behalf of Discovery. They said, they believe that Discovery views Superman as a character that's been underutilized. To that effect, I 100% agree. Superman is probably the most iconic superhero besides Batman and Spider-Man. But Batman and Spider-Man, you can't go four years without a Batman or a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. The last Superman movie proper was 2013, almost 10 years ago now. And before that, Jeez. 2006, yeah, Superman, for some reason, whether writers are lazy and don't want to actually take the time to figure out why he can work. Um, Josh, does that surprise you at all? Obviously, you're not going to come at it with the enthusiasm and fervor, fervor of me, but 
do you see Superman as a priority if you're Warner Brothers, or are you focusing on other characters first and then going to Superman? Um, I can see definitely Superman being the focus, mainly just because from the standpoint of like they seem to like Zazza, he he's he seems to be the guy that's like no 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 like S Superman has definitely been underutilized. We need to focus on him more, which I agree with. Uh, I think for me is the the little while oddly phrased um is that line of uh, we also believe the projects like todd phillips jokers are shining example of how second build characters from the dc library can, be, can and should be exploited don't think he should have used the word exploited but whatever um to For me all we know that could not be discovery saying that that could be the author of the article choosing the wrong word there yeah yeah, yeah. oh absolutely but like um you definitely like more focus on Wonder Woman, actual any focus, any focus at all on Green Lantern. Um, like maybe Green Arrow, bringing up some of the other characters because Superman is great and all, and like you and I both love him, but like at the same time, for DC to really work, it's definitely got to get it, get its other characters in there at all, like. Never, never had I ever thought that Blue Beetle would get a movie before Green Lantern, uh, because well, mm, no, no, no. I still like even with uh the references to Green Lantern in the Snyderverse. Like, well, you're forgetting we do have a Green Lantern movie. No, we, no, we don't. No, we don't. It's not that bad. I, I agree, but <laughs> Taika Waititi's in that one too. He is. Wow. Yeah, he is. Okay. Uh. Hmm. He learned um, what not to do for Ragnarok. <laughs> I but see, like, there's so many ways to do Hal Jordan that are not that that doesn't make him like this regular poster boy American dude. I don't know. Or I just there's don't a need lot to do of... Hal Jordan. Period. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. yeah. I We're mean, not doing it... Kyle. We're not. No. Do Kyle. They wouldn't do Kyle. They We're don't do John balls. Stewart. They don't um, have the, they don't have the balls to do Kyle. <laughs> they've been developing the Green Lantern movie forever, basically almost since the beginning of the Snyderverse. But their version, or kind of the vibe that we had heard behind the scenes of what they were looking for for Green Lantern, never seemed like the Green Lantern that I had read. They seemed really, really keen on getting Tom Cruise to be Hal Jordan, and that's I never saw that really because. Whenever I see Tom Cruise just about anything, I just see Tom Cruise. I don't want to see the actor. I just want to see the performance. Like, as much as we've seen Ben Affleck and other stuff, he did blend in mm -hmm. to Batman. Same with Robert Pattinson, Henry Cavill. We had no prior experience uh, with him. So now I only see Superman with him. With with Tom Cruise's Hal Jordan, I would only see him. Tom. I would only see... I'm still kind of holding out someday for Sterling K. Brown to be John, uh, John Stewart, please. Um, that'd be that'd be dope. Oh, he's got the voice for. It. He's already got the goatee. He he looks, he looks important. He always looks like the most authoritative <laughs> person in the room. But you're right. Of, it's never really made sense to me. Um, we like some elements of the Snyder stuff, but by and large, we're not the biggest fans of it. But it's never made sense to me why DC doesn't want to just it feels like they don't want to have a big universe like yeah it's like they're almost embarrassed of their source material which is always kind of weird to me of like these things have been around forever 
So why are you taking so long to get a Flash movie? Why don't we have an actual Green Lantern movie? Because there's these characters that even non-comic book fans know. Like, they have heard of the Flash. Everyone can recognize the Flash lightning bolt anywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Lanterns are incredibly famous. Heck, how have we gone this far in life with no Teen Titans movie? That has a huge fan base, both from the comics and from the hit TV show. And Teen Titans Go. I know all of us over 20-somethings don't like the show, but it's not for us, and that's okay. Teen Titans Go to the Movies, however, is a cinematic masterpiece with the greatest mm-hmm. joke of all time with Nicolas Cage. Um, mm-hmm. But there's so many characters in DC that I've just never understood. How hard is it just just, just make make a universe like it sounds so easy when you say yeah. just make a universe and we've done it on the podcast we've pitched our own dc universe stuff i get that it's difficult but at the same time it feels like they've been ashamed to yeah, embrace yeah. the material they're just like well it's this character but not fully there um or we have to i've never understood this concept and uh, as much as i love the dark knight I 100% blame the Dark Knight for this trend that we see in modern superhero movies of I'm tired of the phrase grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. I don't want a superhero movie that's grounded in reality. Like, it's it's okay to have be fanciful. Say what we all about Thor Love and Thunder. They have a chariot that's piloted by two goats. That's awesome. DC, <laughs> have the balls to have a goat sled. I need a goat sled. I want Superman <laughs> to have a friend named Jimmy Olsen. That's a weird segue, but Jimmy Olsen <laughs> is the goat. I brought it around again. Um, what? Like, why are they so ashamed of certain elements? The fact that Snyder felt thought that he had to shoot Jimmy Olsen in the head, basically, to have any form of relevance or have not even basically like quite literally shot jimmy olsen in the head (laughs) i but like i agree though like what it it does get to feel even after these 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 days that at least the snyder verse was a kind of ashamed of its source material in a weird in a weird way because like hey we're okay with bringing up the very odd very niche nightmare stuff but we're also not okay with uh cyborg having a sense of humor or being a actual like human being under a, all that metal or uh, for some reason when superman is good he's wearing black and silver or when he's evil and corrupted by dark side he's wearing the classic black and blue i refuse to let that go it's it's such a small detail it's but it's so, so weird it's so backwards and i don't get it and like i know snyder will be like well our mat our end goal was to get Superman to be the version that we know and love from the comics and the previous movies. I'm going, if the end of his story arc is to get him to be a recognizable character that we know, then we're missing out on the prime stories. Like, as much as we've had some great Batman stuff, it is weird to me that we've never had prime Batman for any length of time. Like, I hope these Pattinson movies go on forever that way we can get prime Batman, like multiple movies of a dude in his prime with a bat family. DC does not like sidekicks. Like they don't like extended cameo lore. That's why before the Suicide Squad came out, my favorite DC movie, and I think Josh is in the same camp, was Aquaman. Because Aquaman mm. was one of the few comic book movies up till that point, at least in the world of DC, 
that didn't feel like it was embarrassed to be a comic book movie. James Wan is going, hey, you want to see a sexy Samoan guy riding on a seahorse into battle? Yeah, you do. We're going to make that happen for you. You want to see Jason Momoa riding into battle on Julie Andrews? We're going to make that happen in the same weekend that Mary Poppins comes out. I'm still not over that. This just <laughs> bizarre that Julie Andrews That's chose so to be an Aquaman, not Mary Poppins Returns. She knew which one she was going to get the bank for. So yeah, ended up oh, absolutely. For her. But like that movie, I know some people have issues with it. It's cheesy, whatever. It fully embraces what it is. Yahya Abdul-Mateen is perfect as Black Manta of, like, I don't want to say full-on mustache twirling, but, like, his costume is not grounded in reality. Nor should Black Manta. His name is Black Manta, for crying out loud. Black Manta versus Aquaman should not be grounded in reality. I know that's such a novel concept, but I, I like Fanciful. Marvel lives in this, and we're going to compare it to Marvel a lot because they're the direct competitors that they're trying yeah. to quote yeah. unquote, catch up with even though i think they can be separate marvel lives in this area of grounded in reality but some fanciful elements that are just like that's nah, not quite believable like there's some believable aspects to wakanda but by and large wakanda is kind of a, a fantasy place of how advanced that technology is the culture there is somewhat human but very much its own mythos there and that's what i want with dc is to have its own mythos i want a freaking t-rex and a giant penny in the bat cave why doesn't have to make sense i just want it i want the oversized batman car just because that's it's embracing the fun dc because of the success of the dark knight has not wanted to have fun it feels like they they're like oh dark knight made a billion dollars for us that was a dark and serious movie we're going to apply this dark and serious coat of paint to everything, whether it fits or not. I think that's why the ones that I like the most, Aquaman, Shazam, the first Wonder Woman, the Suicide Squad, they have some darkness, but by and large, they're lighthearted and fun. They understand their source material. The Batman with Battinson, that can be dark because <gasps> the Batman is a dark character, but the Batman model does not work for every character stares in superman man of steel um <laughs> but it, it shouldn't be that hard but they've made it over complicated yeah it's there's just i don't understand why it's it, maybe it's we're not behind the scenes we're not understanding like you know what all goes into place I, but like at the same time like it's not like the marvel situation where they had to wait to get certain rights to get certain intellectual properties back like it's not like that like dc has everything they had like they there's no reason for us to not get i don't know I, I, just look at just, the graphic here the fact yeah, that we like, have superman batman the flash green lantern wonder woman all these characters we really haven't used them to their fullest potential or at all like like or barely at, like and you know i'm definitely partial to green lantern because that to me was like one of my favorite characters growing up but like even seeing like flash what iterations besides ezra miller's i guess barry allen um have we gotten a flash that's not the show and that is uh i don't know not cheesy not cheese but like actually entertaining 
because uh, as much as I love season one and two, it's it's fine. It's not that good. Um, yeah, stop I, watching after season two, basically. Yeah, essentially. And like, why did why why does Martian Manhunter have to be a shoe in? Why can't like I just there's there's a lot of like why 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 are we going this direction, why? guys? Why why why? 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 And I think. To bring it back to the article, haha. Uh, um, I think Discovery is is the is this force, this third party force that sees the intellectual properties and goes, yo, why, why are we ignoring all of this? Why is the Snyderverse only about the top three characters in the all of DC? Like, why are we not exploring some of the more like de- in- integral what in this day and age where we need co- superheroes of color why is why was getting a static shock movie such a big deal like it not not to say that not okay uh, i got to make sure i caveat that i am so stoked for, for static shock what to you're me, saying is why did it take so long why did it take so long? Like why, why did why did Into the Spider-Verse have to come out first? Yes. Why why was it that that we are like, well, you know, we expect another Batman film, but for them to ever even consider Blue Beetle or Static Shock or or even like as much as I, he has grown on me, a Damian Wayne Robin would be as he currently stands in the Teen Titans movies, I wouldn't mind. Now, not in a solo film. When it comes but to like Damien, also, there's like four other Robins I want to see yeah, first. I mean, I agree. I agree. But just, but like, that's my point, though. It's like, why, why is it taking so long? Why are we just doing whatever we want? Is I don't know. We're not barely even listening to the fans. But so Discovery is finally taking that step and been like, yo, like y'all are screwing this up. Uh, let's take over um i don't know it's not really clear in the article article exactly what they're looking for like i know he says so, they're not necessarily looking for a kevin feige but like they're also looking for a kevin feige type yeah, so we'll it, get, it's we'll weird get to that in a second so basically like what they're kind of looking for is what i how i'm reading this is Kevin Feige in terms of having someone in charge of everything, but not Kevin Feige in terms of Kevin Feige is the great story mapper of the MCU. Like, yes, individual directors direct their own projects, but he's the one. He created the outline and the directors fill in the gaps, basically. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're looking for that. I think they're looking for the the air traffic controller, basically. Uh, Make sure the planes don't collide. Make sure the stories don't um contradict like not yeah uncanonize the other just like yeah conflict that's the word i'm looking for i can speak um but like have someone that's good at juggling things or planning stuff out um because kevin feige is is great at what he does and there's not going to be a lot of people like him but I, i think there's people out there my only concern would be make sure you get something that does ha- at least still have some creative juice to them. And it's not just solely business. Cause that's how you get Bob Chapek in your company. So yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, I think also with this person that they're looking to hire is they will be, we've already seen a little bit of this, at least announced nothing in production wise, but I think they're going to start looking at stuff that they can develop into other projects. Like the suicide squad getting spun off into peacemaker or Colin Farrell's The Penguin getting spun off of The Batman. I think they're looking to basically, I don't want to say quickly because it makes it sound like Sony, 
but expand out the world, which is an absolutely smart choice. Have a Green Lantern movie with Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart working together. Like, have a movie about the Lanterns of 2814, but then a TV show with heroes in a completely different sector or Mm -hmm. heck even a different time era like yes i know we're getting the green lantern show on hbo which i'm still not overly enthusiastic about given the creative team for it like i want to get excited but given that it's a lot of the same creative people over on cw shows i'm going really we gotta stick with this which uh i almost forgot to put this in notes but i'm glad i brought up cw while this is not attached to the article, I would not be surprised at all if CW does not exist in five years. Uh, I feel like we talked about. Yeah. I feel like we talked about this less than a month ago here on the show. But CW has been draining their parent company of money basically since birth. CW has never been profitable. I would not be surprised if Discovery sees this and goes, "Okay, poop or get off the pot. Are you gonna make something of yourself here?" Or are we just going to pick and choose the shows that are on your service and put them on HBO? Because I will defend Superman and Lois till I'm blue in the face as being one of the best shows on television. But that's because it's not made by CW. It just happens to air on CW. But it's it's an HBO show that's funded, written, produced by HBO. just happens to air on TV that later ends up on HBO Max. I can see that. Um, some of the other shows that are coming up, like Gotham Knights... That going mm-hmm. just to HBO and CW getting cut out entirely because Discovery very much seems not frugal, but much less willing to spend money frivolously. They will still mm-hmm. spend money, but they're much more methodic with their spending than certain other companies, which is smart. I don't think CW will exist much longer, but CW had the right idea in terms of certain characters and elements can be turned into a show. Like, I'm sorry, I don't think every DC character can fit for a movie like i don't think we'll ever get a mr mixelpidelic movie and that's probably okay but <laughs> also like the wonder twins are getting a movie but so maybe everybody can get a movie um the characters maybe not set for a movie or need more time to develop can get a tv show heck we have a moon knight tv show right now let's let's get into the bag of weird that is dc give us a justice league dark tv show if you're not if you're not going to turn that into a movie, turn that into a TV show a la Supernatural with an actual budget. Like, I... Ooh, Jensen Ackles for Constantine? You're welcome. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I know. Nah. Josh is uber nah. picky about who, who is his Constantine. I, but, like, and with that being said, said like, I'm not going to... I'm not the kind of guy that'd be like, no, it has to be the original guy. Or, no, it has to be uh, Keanu. Like, no, like, I'm 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 open. I'm open to whatever. As much as I like um, Keanu, I don't want to back as Constantine. No, same. Shia um, LaBeouf. Ch- no, 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 no. There was, like, a half Nicolas second Nicolas Cage <laughs> as a drunk John Constantine. <laughs> No, Nicholas Cage is Etrigan. <laughs> I I kind of like that. He wouldn't be Etrigan, he'd be Jason Blum, but Yes. Jason Blood. 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 Not Jason Blum. Although all Maybe. The, how has Jason Blum, the head of Blumhouse, never cosplayed as Jason Blood? Bloodhouse. Mm. That works. Uh. 
That'll work. No, I'm thinking of Nicolas Cage as Edrican. Gone, gone, the days of man. Rise the demon, Edrican. <laughs> and like, special, like, just with him, uh, all, have you seen all the suit videos that he's been doing for, for yes. the press junction? I love, I love the it shortbread so cookies. Yeah, I just see the 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 tree bark one. Yes, I got this jacket because it, it looks like tree bark, and I I like tree I bark. Tree I think bark. it's a really cool tree pattern. Bark. Like he just does not care. He's a cool dude, and I need him in a DC. There's another interview with Nicolas Cage, where someone asked him about Superman. He's just like, Yeah, so me and Tim Burton, we were supposed to do Superman at one point, but for one reason or another, it just kind of fell through. And that interviewer asked him, he's just like. Would you ever do it again? He's like, I don't know. I think I'm a little too old for that now. But uh, never say never. I guess there's always a chance. And I'm going, make a crisis on infinite Earths a possibility. <laughs> Which that, in the dark corners of the internet where nothing is reliable. So, you know, where I try and avoid like the dark alley that it is. It's kind of saying that crisis on infinite Earths might be on the table at some point. I'm going, hmm, let's not rush that. But it, it's always a possibility. Uh, but... Getting back to a non-Nicolas Cage topic, uh, <laughs> they clearly want to flesh this out to TV and yeah. movies. I like that they mentioned gaming because it means they're not idiots because yes. they're realizing, oh, wow, gaming makes how much a year? Yeah, let's get into that because superhero video games are not nearly as bad as they used to be. Like when we were growing up, God, there were some bad superhero video games. Most of them were Batman titles. Um, and Superman oh, 64. So, yeah, okay, I was gonna but yeah, hey, hold on, hold on, don't, don't, don't let Superman 64 off the, off the hook yeah, there, buddy. or Aquaman. <laughs> no, but, like, good. with Gotham Knights coming out, with Suicide Squad mm-hmm. Kills the Justice League, I would love it if Warner Discovery's just like, oh, hey, y'all love that Spider-Man game? We'll do the same thing with some of our characters. An open-world Green Lantern game? Oh my god! An open world flash game where you can literally explore the country or better yet just for me an open world nightwing and bloodhaven adventure don't even have to have a plot just plop nightwing in the middle of bloodhaven and it's a grand theft auto free roam game i would never leave my house again like i oh my god yeah like Sorry, the idea of like an open world Green Lantern game, like, like just No like, Man's Sky except Green Lantern. Yes, exactly like that, and like all the DLC you can do, all the like, oh, dude, I would buy the crap out of that. Are you kidding me? But like, with this being said, it is definitely the one area that Marvel Disney has not really touched. They've got that the Avengers game, but it is. <laughs> It's garbage, bro. You picked a bad time for me to get a drink. When you're talking yeah, about sorry there, Marvel's buddy. The Avengers. <laughs> wah, wah. My God, it's literally the zomb- if a video game was a zombie in that it's not allowed to die. It has to keep on being both alive and dead in order to carry on. Like Marvel's Avengers cannot be taken out back and put out of its misery. It has to truck on. And for that, it has my sympathy. But at the same time, it's booty. But, uh, oh, a Justice League like, Dark game like, would be fantastic. Um, like, like, the fact that, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy game is not co-op at all. What the is, heck? Is, like, what? You have a team. This is, a, that's your opportunity there. What? Okay, whatever, dude. Uh, yeah, Dark Justice, 
there's so many if marvel's spider-man that if that game showed us anything is that we have the technology now to do and a much like um the batman arkham games excuse me we have the technology and the know-how to make comic accurate games that are both entertaining and fun to play and have like hundreds of hours worth of play of gameplay potential so like yeah let's do a, a john constantine game uh that's not necessarily open world but like you could still like a let's do john constant let's do constantine but like uh fallen order style with john with constantine oh, and you yeah learn, you learn new spells over time exactly and, oh, that, that it, it's like to, to, there's a little side rabbit trail here that i could go harp on the whole idea of like spell learning in in harry potter like so just everybody just knows the same spells and there's no way to get anyway uh but like it's just there's something very exciting about that and at the very least i can see discovery dc having that opportunity and i appreciate the discovery is acknowledging the fact that there is this whole other avenue that their competition is not exploring at all so yeah like let's let, i'm absolutely 100 for that like gosh, justice dude. league versus the crime syndicate as a game you're like you've got the hub that is the watchtower which okay if we want stuff we've we've had many podcast episodes about stuff wanting stuff from the comics I want the Watchtower. I want the Hall of Justice. But imagine that being your hub and you could choose missions. You go to different worlds or even alternate universes would be fantastic. Um, they have said they want more cohesion, but I think we'll wrap up with the cohesion thing because I think that's a big issue in terms of do you hit the Staples easy button or not? Uh, mm -hmm. The other big thing that's kind of hinted at in this but Warner Discovery themselves hasn't officially come out and said anything about it yet, is it's hinted at that they want to more or less have a separate vertical platform, as it mentions in the article, for DC. To me, meaning a separate studio. For those smart enough at home, who makes Marvel movies? I know you'll say Disney, but Marvel Studios makes mm -hmm. Marvel. What a novel concept. Who makes DC movies? warner brothers, warner brothers. <laughs> it, it just makes sense to have yeah a head of dc studios this is where some people are going to get real pissed off especially one actor in particular but in the interim until they get some other names i would not be surprised if they go jeff johns and jim lee that's the heads of uh i mean dc studios for now but I know there's all those allegations of just that Ray Fisher has levied, so maybe they wouldn't do Jeff Johns just because of the, the controversy. I don't know if we'll ever get the full story of what happened with that. Um, anybody but Greg Berlanti, who did CW. That would be just the worst. But I, just because his name is attached to everything, whoever's going to become the head of DC Studios, if that ends up becoming a thing, Jim Lee will have to be involved in some capacity just because it feels like he's always there like he's the head of dc comics right he now has to be yeah he almost has to be you almost have to to me you have to have somebody involved that oh my gosh marvel has stan lee dc studios has jim lee like that just that almost works too well but like you do have to have that token person that is going to always have 
like their feet in the comics that your content is based on. So it just just so that you're, I don't know, giving your fans something that they want and not like some monstrosity like a half like a hi, we'd love to do a nightmare world story, Elseworld story, but we also kind of want to tie it into the story that we're still telling. Yeah, no, screw you. Um, yeah, I just think you've got to have some kind of cohesion. Like, I think the word of the day, kids, is cohesion. Um, I, I, I think you, you're if they do a DC Studios, they have to have somebody from actual DC to be actually a part of it. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just me. I would love it if, like, one of the, like the longtime writers of like Marv Wolfman or George Perez, um, Maybe not Frank Miller. He's a little, um, or Alan Moore. He's even more. Hey, <laughs> but like somebody has written for a lot of different characters for a really long time, um, like a Tom King, um, or Peter See, Tomasi. Peter Tomasi. Yeah. Oh, some of my favorite writers. He'd be great. Or Gail Simone. Have some diversity in your higher up rankings. I think it could go a long way in terms of getting different voices into the mix scoop which could be, be really helpful more than anything i i want it to be under one studio just because it makes it so much simpler dc should make dc stuff like that it just seems like a no-brainer because all the dc stuff that we've had issues with so far really kind of stems back one way or another to warner brothers just like warner brothers just do your own thing over there just 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 let dc do their own thing call it dc films or dc studios whatever we want to call it and just let them do their thing like i think that also goes a long way in legitimizing what they'll be doing as mm -hmm. opposed to like looking like a chicken with his head chopped off of like no we're gonna take a step back this is what we want to do which kind of leads me to our last point that we wanted to talk about here with more cohesion so they talked mm -hmm. about wanting to revitalize Superman and probably some other characters and kind of bring them the justice heh, that they so rightly deserve. I said, and I will still stand on it, that there's been no better time for Henry Cavill to come back. And I think Zaslav could absolutely approach Henry Cavill about coming back as Superman. Given how much stuff currently is either working really well, Matt Reeves, Batman, was embraced by the fans, some parts of the fans, like Henry Cavill, Superman, completely loved Aquaman, Shazam, while other parts were critically divided, like Ezra Miller's Flash and all that headache, uh, some of the Snyderverse movies. Do you pick and choose, or do you hit the hard reset button as a studio? Do you just, in the words of Seth Rollins, do you burn it down and start over? Or do you pick and choose? In which case, if you pick and choose, the Flash has royally screwed you over by being an embarrassment. I'm sure the movie might still end up being fine. But with Ezra Miller's behavior, that's become a very difficult movie. Mm -hmm. So do you just scrap everything, including the Flash movie, and start over? What, what, if you were the head of DC, Josh, what do you do? It's tough. Because we're, we're talking about a movie that we don't know what happens in. We don't know what the the end game will be. It, it, you know, like, we don't know what the storyline would be. Um, 
if the movie happens to be to do what we think it will do in that be the catalyst for an actual already be the catalyst for a restart into the dc universe then i say change don't, don't change a thing just whenever like you can totally shoot a scene or something where uh it's a final scene when i don't know flash is the last one left and it, it camera pans back to him after the change and it's someone else um i i told i can totally see us see them being able to do that uh but my worry about them just scrapping the flash movie altogether is the Snyderverse crowd. They felt they've been empowered empowered now that if they whine and complain enough, the studio will give them their their Snyder cut. You and know what I mean? Everything is an injustice to them. Everything somehow is connected back to them. Exactly. exactly. So if they just scrap the Flash movie, the thing I don't want to happen is then to have all of a sudden that very specific sect of, of DC fans be like, nah, you ain't gonna do that release release the flash cut like release i, I just because obviously they're pretty they're done filming. they are done so it's, they are done. so it's it's not like they can just uh replace somebody and just put it in there because you can't i mean you could but like god that's just so much work and that it's near impossible and the movie would probably suffer greatly from it um so I don't know, man. I, I think at this point, you let the Flash movie... Again, it depends on how the Flash movie ends. It, it, it depends on what, what the goal of that movie actually is. Because um, it's not to tell a Flash story. Uh, so I don't know. It kind of depends. Yeah. Also, there's been rumors forever from sources that I don't know if I fully trust that are like, the Flash movie will be used to write out Henry Cavill's Superman and get rid of him forever and replace him with Sasha Kaye's Supergirl. I'm going, sure, that might have been the plan back when it was Warner Brothers making these decisions. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Discovery's come in and be like, what were you guys doing? No, 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 no. Why? why? It's like the parent walking on the kid breaking a toy. Like, no, no, what What are you doing? We paid a lot of money for that. You're going to fix that. Like, I, I don't yeah. see Discovery yeah. throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think them specifically pointing out that Superman will be back or that they're interested in Superman is a sign that they have very much a vested interest in that character's return, whether it's Henry Cavill or not. And here's where, since I've pissed off everybody at one point or another in this episode, I'm going to keep on that train. I love Henry Cavill Superman, but if it comes down to it between Henry Cavill Superman or not having Superman at all in the DCEU, I would rather have a recast Superman if it means yeah. getting a Superman, period. My loyalty is not to Henry Cavill Superman. My loyalty is to Superman the character. There's been other incarnations. No comic book casting, except for J.K. Simmons' J. Joma. Bless you, you're perfect. No comic book casting is without fault or is the clear like definitive there's no room for improvement it's perfect there's 
always different interpretations. Tyler Hecklin is currently killing it on Superman and Lois. Uh, we've said before, Brandon Routh was incredibly underrated as Superman in Superman Returns. Not a great movie, but he's a perfect Christopher Reeves impersonation in that movie. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Henry Cavill, I think he's one of the best Superman of all time, if not the best. I care more about the character of Superman, and I care more about these characters specifically than who's playing them. Yeah. I love Aquaman. I loved Wonder Woman. Um, that being said, if everything except for Matt Reeves is the Batman gets scrapped, I'll be sad for a little bit, but I will understand where they're going with it of just a completely fresh start of, okay, we've had a rocky road. The only reason I say the Matt Reeves won't get scrapped is they seem pretty gung-ho on keeping that one. And rightly so. It just made them a lot of money. It got really well received just across the board, which is as they point out in the article, is pretty rare. They've got some wins. So the ones that the article mentions with Joker, the Batman, stuff like that, and Aquaman, I think those will be safe. But if they scrap everything and start over, yeah, I'll be sad like everyone else. But at the end of the day, I'll still kind of have hope going, okay, we can build on this. It's easier to acknowledge when something's not working than try and fix the car while it's still moving. It's easier to pull off to the side of the road, get the jack out, fix the tire, then get back on the interstate. You don't fix the tire while you're still driving on the interstate, so to speak. It's easier to stop, pause, production on everything before moving forward. Uh, Yeah, I... mm. It I sucks, agree, but I agree. But if that's the case, I'm I don't want to see a, a DC film for another ten years, because you can't. You just marketing wise and the general public wise, if you start going, all right, we've recast Flash again, or we've recast see, Gal, you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. They just I start doing all these recasting in five years. People are going to be like, okay, cool. So DC is still the one that doesn't know what they're doing. I disagree because Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out in 2014. You know who made their debut in the MCU in 2016? Not even two years later? Tom Holland, a completely new Spider-Man. I think audiences are smart enough to go, okay, they've recast this. Clearly, audiences weren't confused with this um, Battenson. They didn't go, well, why isn't it Ben Affleck's Batman? They understood that it was something else entirely. I think audiences nowadays are smart enough to go, oh, okay, they're doing a reboot. They reset everything, or this is not connected to those other things. Granted, my mom will still ask me every week or so. So how is this connected to this other thing that I'm watching? Is Doctor Strange going to show up in Moon Knight? Is is Spider-Man going to show up in Doctor Strange? Who's Magneto again? Like, I'm fine with answering those questions, but I think we don't always need things. I think audiences are smart enough to know whether something is connected or if it's new or whatever, so to speak. Uh, See, like, I want to agree, but Batgirl right now is a thing. And them not being clear as to where where that is in the chronology. That's their own fault for hinging it so much on The Flash. I mean, I hear you. Not the, just, not the filmmakers of Batgirl. I think Batgirl as a movie is going to be great, but you're right in terms of where it fits in a timeline is kind of, you screwed the pooch on this one going, uh, we really need the Flash to come out before this movie because it explains a lot. And also, I, yeah. 
again, we've talked about it on the podcast, I'm still mad they delayed the Flash, not because I care about the Flash movie, but because in doing so, you're going to delay the Batgirl, thus delaying the return of the greatest character in comic book history when Robin <laughs> shows up in the Batgirl movie, leading to a Nightwing spinoff, which will be the Citizen Kane of superhero movies, and I will finally be able to sleep at night. <laughs> But we still wouldn't hear the end of it. <laughs> I would go, okay, another one. Another yeah, one. Exactly. I got one. I need exactly. six more. Six more. <laughs> I need Blockbuster. I need Torque. I need Deadpool. Not Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool versus Nightwing would be a crossover. Stop. No, no. It's still not but... out of the realm of possibility that someday we can get the Marvel and DC Comics crossover to happen one more time that's actually been teased in recently oh, I believe in DC it. comics i believe it but like i i understand how you feel though because if i i if i see one more sinestro guys let's let there's other villains let, let's we can go into that it's fine we don't always have to be like oh, the anti to will is fear <laughs> no we the anti to green is rage like if yes it is if you ever want to ever see, if you ever want to see Josh squeal louder, well, I wouldn't say louder than me with a Nightwing movie, but have a red ring show up at the end of a Green Lantern movie or oh, show, bro. and Josh will just have like a megaphone just going, "I preach the gospel of rage to all that will listen." <laughs> I watch look, my I red cat. <laughs> I preach the gospel of my Lord Atrocitus. He may sound menacing, but he's really a nice guy. He's he's a cat guy. Like how what what could possibly be wrong? <laughs> I just like, but I I I say that to say like, yeah, I know where you're coming from because like at this at this point, I just I just want a green I, arrow with a goatee. Dang it! <laughs> I want I, I want a green arrow that quips. That would be great, wouldn't it? Um, I Steve Stephen Mount like the first season is controversial of Arrow because he's he's like, Batman. I have no problem with him killing people. I'm going to say that. I have no issue with it. I have no issue with it. Murder is fine. Um, <laughs> but like... There's, there's so many audio clips taken yeah, from this episode yeah, down yeah. the road. <laughs> um, but he's not Batman's and his circumstances are not the same as like wh why he would not want to kill. I mean, they have that discussion in the comics and in and some, of the, some of the movies uh, like and shows. So it's like whatever anyway that was not my issue my issue was like that's not that's not ollie that's not oliver queen that that's just this some like bruce wayne wannabe thing um you know but like the fact that discovery is taking a step back and being like okay let's figure this out um is reassuring it just it makes me nervous in the sense of okay cool so we're are we going to restart again it's i think it's it's kind of like the same where we're coming from in the love and thunder kind of thing of like all right cool we that wasn't that's not any information we didn't figure out on our own so give us give us something to sink our teeth into like you know what i mean so mm -hmm. I, and i obviously like they need time this only happened like last week um so obviously time is is, is going to be a thing so but it's just I need something to sink my teeth into before I really like feel like I can get excited or get worried or anything like that. Yeah. So I think more or less like this is, I think for DC fans, the news that we've been waiting for, for a really long time, because it just feels like the people that have run DC in the past 
or just like, well, we'll just kind of throw everything at the dartboard and see what sticks. And if nothing does, we'll completely change it. Like, it felt like after something did well or someone else's movie did well, they'd scrap whatever they were doing and immediately try and adopt whatever method someone else was doing. Go ahead, just, if you're going to have a map, stick to that course, so to speak. And I think finally with Discovery, they're going to stay the course. They're going to stay on track with what they're doing. They clearly have a guy in David Zaslav that has a good head on shoulders and goes, okay. I've been watching you guys and seeing what works and what doesn't. We're going to cut out the stuff that doesn't work, and we're just going to simplify things. You keep overcomplicating it. We want things to work in harmony. We want things to work together. Clearly, there's a lot of DC fans out there. Let's have this novel concept of giving them what they want and doing these characters justice. It shouldn't be that hard. Let's just be patient. I know it's tough. But DC yeah, fans, we've, we've had to be patient long enough. I think they're just asking us to be patient just a little bit longer because these changes aren't going to go into place overnight. Any big merger acquisition like that, for the past few years, DC itself with Warner Bros. has had so much turnover in terms of upper leadership, but now we should finally have stability that they can actually start charting out a roadmap. And with this solid leadership, it, it seems like we should be on a good path. But what do you guys think? What do you think the future of DC looks like. Do you think this Warner Discovery merger is a good thing, a bad thing? What do you think about Superman coming back? If you say it's bad, you're entitled to that opinion, but I'll keep my thoughts of you as a person to myself. Um, just kidding for the most part there. Um, but let us know what you think about this news. As always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear some more subscribe to us wherever you hear your audio <laughs> i'm just struggling here i'm distracted by the superman as always if you like what you hear and you want to hear more subscribe to us wherever you get your audio podcast whether that's google podcast um youtube spotify and if you haven't already subscribe to us on youtube at uncharted media help us get to 700 subscribers before the end of the year that's our goal and as always stay sharp movie guys and gals